Corporate to Calm podcast. In 2017, I realized my personal life was completely at odds with my professional life. I am now on a journey to speak with entrepreneurs, community leaders, and beyond to discover what motivated them to make the change, what motivated them to move from corporate to calm. Hey there, you are very welcome to today's episode of Corporate to Calm. I'm speaking with Jean Evans. Jean is the networking architect, an expert in all things networking. She is the current president of the Wicklow branch of Network Ireland. And over the past year, she has launched her very own business, Network Me. I hope you enjoy Jean's journey from corporate to calm. Hey, Jean, how are you? I am fantastic, Linda. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Um, we'll get straight into it. Uh, tell me about Jean Evan- Evans and Network Me. So Network Me, um, I was saying this to somebody a couple of weeks ago, and I think that, you know, I see lots of celebrations for people who've set up their business and it's a year long, it's two years going in business or whatever. And I think next year I'm going to be celebrating one year quite a few times because I'm not exactly sure when it took off, when it started. It's sort of it, it's taken on and taken over in a sense. But last September, so September 2020, I was, I suppose the easiest way to put it was I had a strap line and it was poor but free. And I was liking the free bit, not loving the poor bit. And I thought, what on earth am I going to do? I had decided to step back. I had been working with my partner for about two and a half years um, post being made redundant. And I just thought, right, stepping back, you know, we were trying to work at home and it was a bit of a nightmare with the kids. But what do I want to do um, with my future? What do I love doing? And where, what do I find purpose and why? And so I thought, right, I love networking and I see people struggling with it. And I had been going to set up a network and then I decided, right, that's not what I want to do right now. And I thought, actually, I'd love to teach people how to network and network with intention and strategically and to enjoy the process. Because what I do know from talking to an awful lot of people week in, week out, from the networking meetings that I chair and that I host and that I facilitate, and it doesn't matter how accomplished you are, how many achievements, how many badges and labels you have in your life. Most people don't like networking because they've never learned to reframe it and enjoy it. So I just thought I would like to teach people how to do this. So I had this idea in September and I thought I want to sell digital courses, which I haven't got to do yet, but that's on my summer list to, to work on. And I just, I started getting asked to speak on it. And that's not something I had really considered doing. And that took off. And then I got asked to speak again and again and again. I was like, oh, right. okay. now this is a revenue source. And then I got asked to facilitate networks that became a revenue source. And that led into more speaking and more training and that. And so so the whole thing sort of evolved. But my, my key idea was to teach people how to network and to coach them and facilitate them that they can reframe it and build their confidence and their self-awareness. Because I think that's something that I certainly got out of learning how to network. And where, when I was in a corporate career, it was well networked. I just didn't realize networking was a thing. I didn't know it had a name. I didn't know about it. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just doing and connecting. But I am also um, naturally very, very shy, but I'm also an introvert. So a lot of shy people say I can't network or introverts will say I can't network. And I'm both a shy introvert. So I just said, yes, 
you can, but you've got to learn different techniques. You've got to understand yourself. You have got to become more self-aware to manage your energy and then you would be able to go out and do it. But then the other side of that is people say, oh, you're very confident at it. You know what you're doing. And I'm going, yes, but I have to work at it every single day. It doesn't just happen no matter how much experience I have. And I've been to hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of meetings and networking meetings over the last few years. I still have to work at it every single day. Yeah. And 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 as you say, you're proof that a shy introvert can be extremely good at networking um, and, and, and can build a business out of it as well. So there's no excuses for anybody not to network, really. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's the thing. I mean, the, the, there, there's so many things that people, whether they're in their career, they think they don't need to network. But yes, success is all predicated on networking. And if they're a business owner, many of them will say, I don't have time to network. And every single time I would say, you don't have time not to network. So if you were to put it into figures, you could say that I, I heard a very good figure recently, which I thought was sort of bang on. And 20% of your time should be spent networking and building up your personal brand. So if you take, if you're working full time, that's one day out of your week, out of a five day week wow. should be spent building your business, working on you, your personal brand, your awareness and your network. People would say that's a lot of time, but I would look at it frame that within the success or the aspirations or ambitions you have for you and your business. Now it's not so much, but networking is like compound interest on your pension. It only works with time, but time will mean nothing. If you're not investing strategically and intentionally, it can't work for you. So you've got to make that time work for you. You've got to get out there. You've got to connect with people. So they, they know who you are. They know your why they know what you know, and then you start building your 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 army of people around you to support you. Love that. I love the tangibility to the number as well, because it's a great guideline. So if you work three days a week, it's a fraction of three days. If you exactly a really good guideline. Exactly. Um, speaking about corporate and careers, um, tell me about life before Network Me and before um, this transition. Where did you start your career and how did that progress? Right. So I fell into tourism. So I graduated from college and I went to University College Dublin, our UCD, as we locally know it. And I studied Italian linguistics, so extremely useful. And I graduated in June and that would have been 1998. And I, a week later, I moved over to Italy because I had met a boy when I was on Erasmus. And I moved out there and I moved to Turin and I was teaching English. And then I had got what before I had left college, I had gone onto a European orientation program, which was a part of one of the IBEC programs for basically developing an apprenticeship. And I had got onto the EOP program and I had been offered a couple of different options. But because I'd only just moved over to Italy, I didn't want to be moving very far away from my boyfriend because obviously I'd moved over for, for him. But then I got an offer in Board Foto, which is the Irish Tourist Board, the, the old incarnation of the Irish Tourist Board. And that was in Milan. So I got that and I took it. And the idea was that I would be a travel advisor for a year. And after that year, um, I got an extension of 10 months. And then my other colleague who was in the trade rep position, that freed up. So I went for her job and got it. So I ended up being there for, <clears throat> for years and years longer than I expected. Um, needless to say, 
career started moving that way. Boy was no longer in the picture. And we, so after a while, then I suppose I got a bit, I'd had enough, I suppose, of Italian bureaucracy, let's put it that way. And I just thought, you know what, I have some fantastic friends over there. They're lifelong friends. And I just thought, you know what, I want to do something different. It's time for a new chapter. I'm going to do Spanish. I'm going to learn learn Spanish. I'm going to go to Spain, work in a bar. But a job came up in New York. So two jobs actually came up in New York. And one was the same as the job I was doing in Milan. And the other was the same, uh, was uh, business tourism. So I said, I'm going to go for the business tourism one. If I get it, great. And if not, I will go to Spain and learn Spanish. So I got the job in New York, winged my way back to Ireland, did the interview, got the job in New York. So off I went to New York. And six weeks before I had moved out there, I got together with um, a guy, which was also terrible timing. (laughs) And I moved out to New York. And then we were doing a long distance relationship. So he was traveling, I was traveling. And then I we bought a house after six months together. And then I got headhunted back for a job in Dublin. So I was sort of like, right, Guys in Dublin, houses in Dublin, um, or William Greystones and um, job there. So it's like, okay, let's move back to Ireland. So move back to Ireland. And I ran the convention bureau for five years. And then I finished up there and I became a professional conference organizer for 10 years. Now, Linda, when I say I was a, when I, I was a corporate career person, yes. I was the suit, the high heels in the airport, flying, um, all around the world, I was pitching, I was bidding, I worked for a big international company and I loved what I did. And I thought, this is me, this is me for life. I Corporate career, that is me. That was like, yuppie, absolutely, that was me. Until they told me that I wasn't. And therein lay where I had a massive change of direction because I, in the meantime, the guy I got with, got together with, we'd been together for years and years and years and we got married and then I separated quite quickly and we got uh, divorced and then there's lots of other things and life happens and there's all these sort of parallel things happening in your life but lots of things that happened but then I met uh, my partner who I'm with now and we're, we're together 11 years and uh, we have three kids and at the end of my maternity leave with Olivia I was well not at the end of my maternity leave I knew it was happening I suppose it just when you're on maternity leave, they can't actually tell you. But um, all my team had been let go and told to find a different jobs. So my department was disbanded. But and so at the end of maternity leave was I was still breastfeeding. I had two other toddlers running around the place, and I was like, "You've no job." And I was going, "Yay, that's amazing timing." I'm hormonal, very, very sore, very tired, and I've no money. Fabulous! This is just yay. This couldn't be going any better or better timing. And um, so my partner has his own business in managed print, so printers and scanners and all that good stuff. And he said, why don't you come work with me? And my pillars would be sort of sales, marketing, management. So I said, right, I can do that. So I did some marketing. I did some sales. I was learning asset financing and capital leasing and all sorts of different things and the technology and the equipment. So changing all of that. And what I realized was that when I stepped out of my corporate career, I really didn't understand my voice I really did not understand who I was I was like oh right and my realization was 
if you're hiding, if you're in corporate and you've got a title and you've got infrastructure and you've got somebody who does your expenses and you've got somebody who's in HR or an L&D or research or finance and account or whatever, got all of these departments, you go in and whatever your job is, you do your job and then you have this whole infrastructure around you yeah. and you are a number and you're a cog in a much, much bigger wheel. But when you step out on your own and you don't have any of that infrastructure and that title, who are you? And that was a huge realization for me that I had to find my voice. And when I was working with Brian and his company, I went out and I started networking. And that's where my current, if you like, incarnation of networking came in, because I started saying, right, well, I need to go out and meet people because I don't know anybody who wants printers and I don't know any business people. And actually, I don't know anybody outside tourism. Was like, but that was another realization going. I was very well networked in my corporate career but outside I was going I don't know anybody so I started networking and I joined one group and another and another and another and kept joining groups and I loved it but I watched people struggling number one and I watched people you know disenfranchised by the process and when I was in female only groups I watched this unbelievable what I, I really was a shock to me the lack of confidence women have in themselves and I thought that was absolutely shocking to me and I didn't realize this was a thing but it was something I was very aware of and I was watching and I thought wow why are all of these awesome women why do they not believe themselves and why are they so and, and this isn't to do to do with shyness because people would say to me well Jean you're very confident and I go I'm confident in my content or what I do but that's nothing to do with being shy or being an introvert shyness is social anxiety introversion is around your energy and where you replenish and restock your energy and confidence in me or confidence in what I do is separate it's not the same thing and people conflate it and when I so when I was going out and I was seeing all of these women I thought, oh my Lord, they, they're awesome. They've set up a business. They've done this. Their moms are here. They're there. But they don't believe in themselves. And what is that about? Um, so I just, I think that was something that was mulling there in the back of my head. That when I started, and I see a lot of men who struggle with networking. I see a lot of women who struggle with networking. But they generally struggle for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And so this, I think this was all, all of these things that I was noticing over the last few years really got me to thinking and that when it came to last September um and I I was deciding what I wanted to do with my life and what what could a purpose be and what do I feel passionate about I thought networking I love connecting people but I also love helping people understand where their awesomeness lies and I'm very good at and what I what I've always been good at is I'm very good at identifying talent and seeing people and seeing what they're good at even when they can't see it themselves and I thought networking can actually draw that out of people if they you know have somebody who can be there supporting them championing them and helping them be their best selves so it's it sounds it's sort of going into coach territory but that's not where it really came from I just thought people actually need to understand the value of networking and what I realized was that in my corporate career, I was able to get up in an auditorium. I was able to present. I was pitching Ireland for conferences and association meetings. I was able to get up in front of an auditorium in front of thousands of people and deliver a pitch against other countries. And that was fine. But when I stepped out, I I really had to discover me. I had to build up relationships. And I realized that I became so self-aware 
And that self-awareness drove confidence. And it was that. And people, you know, and particularly men that say, no, you're going into network. It's all about the business, all about the sale. Where are you getting that lead? Where are you getting that referral? And I went, actually, it's a journey of self-awareness and a journey of building your confidence. And I said, if you're confident and you're aware, you can accomplish anything. Yeah. And and that's the thing. And it's so funny you say that about um men versus women and how we do it like how, how we network differently but sometimes it's not about the here and now is it it's about the future and it's about what what can happen in the future with networking as well you know it's not about can you get me 100 orders now or you know that way it's about building that and you know and maybe 100 orders could turn into 100,000 orders by yes you know meandering through people and and that yes. That is an unreal story, um, Jean. Like it's a very definition of corporate, the CAM, really. Even though this isn't the CAM, I understand that. But um, it's not necessarily the CAM any, yeah. any of us would have envisaged. But I can tell you something, like, and I love that, the corporate CAM. I, I literally was on that corporate merry-go-round and I didn't even realise it or where I was. I thought I was, I thought that was it. Whereas now I'm going, okay, and I made a lot of money for a lot of people. I just thought I need to be able to do this for myself. So I was the definition of the entrepreneur in my previous lives. And I just thought, no, I, I, it's time to do it for me, doing something I love, doing something that I've learned to be good at because I was crap at the start because I didn't know what I didn't know. And none of us know, or we don't know what we don't know. And therefore you need somebody who can look at it objectively and how, how you're interacting with things. But it's just the whole confidence and self-awareness. And it, it, that's absolutely true about what you said around future-proofing. It's around future-proofing yourself is where it is at. And that takes time to do and you have to invest in it. And I just like, I love it. I love all of the the people I get to meet and the calmness then as well. I can choose when I work, you know, so, you know, childcare now through COVID and obviously we lost our childcare at the start of COVID, but we've learned to manage without it. So now I work some days full time. Brian's more flexible than me. Um, he has second business since then, but he's got more flexibility because he's got a massive team around him now. Whereas I will take sort of, I, I'll finish work on a half 12 on a Thursday and Friday. So I do the kid pickups at school and then I'm with the kids. But now I'm sort of going, right, I need to do more about my, my own health and stuff like that. So I'm sort of going, well, when will I do this? And I said, well, and I literally was thinking about it last night, do it whenever you want to do it. <laughs> and then you can work the rest of the time, you know, and I said, going, Oh, I, I wouldn't give up this freedom for anything because it's not that I have it all sorted or all sussed, but I'm getting there bit by bit and I'm getting better. You know, I, so I did the 100 days of walking. I'm now doing the 200 days of walking. And, you know, cause I, 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 so I'm doing that just to make sure that I'm sort of keeping up a bit of health and just from my own head and space and stuff like that. And I, you know, before I wouldn't have done this, I wouldn't have taken the time out to do these things. It was always... A hamster on a wheel it was always on that merry-go-round it was always running from this to that whereas now I I use Calendly I you know I did a, a blog on it recently um, I have a blog networkinggene.ie and I did a blog on it around Calendly and just why I'm using it and part of it is to protect me and my mm-hmm. energy and part of it is just to be more disciplined and manage my my diary and my appointments and that I am 
better setting up my time and my week and stuff like that and it's all of these things I'm learning about myself and the more I do it the more I go oh my god why didn't I see I wish somebody had I wish I'd met me 25 years ago because I could have protected my energy I could have managed myself better I would have managed my confidence better I would have you know and and this is also one of the things that I want to be able to give back and you know I'm, I'm very involved with Network Ireland and I'm on the Mentoring for Success programs to give people the benefit of some of this experience and this learning so they can do a quicker better faster and don't have to you know everybody's going to go through their own struggles but sometimes there are small aha moments that can really propel you forward and some of my aha moments I literally going I wish somebody had said this to me 25 years ago it would have made such a difference because I spent 44 years of my life thinking I wasn't okay because I didn't understand what being an introvert meant and I thought there was something wrong with me I literally thought why can't I be more sociable why can't I why am I more popular why am I at this why am I at that you know especially as a as a teenager and as a young adult like I couldn't speak I was too shy I couldn't connect with people and I literally thought there was something wrong with me until I realized, no, well, one, I'm shy and I've sort of pulled myself out of that. But from an introvert perspective, I simply don't have that energy source. Yes. But when I saw the positives of what being an introvert means, that around the ability to connect with people and build relationships and to see things and sense of observation skills, when I realized all of the positives, I went, oh, I can, I can get that. I get that. That's all positive, And I can own that. And then I went, oh, Imagine this is actually my superpower. And yes. who knew? I did not know that. And I was like, oh, more people need to know this. Yeah. And all those people who think they're not okay, you absolutely are. You absolutely are. And you need to understand it and own it and love it. And that will literally unleash you. It will, it'll be empowering. It'll drive your confidence and it'll just help you grow and flourish if you start understanding who you are. I'm like, I'm like, I'm virtually high-fiving you through the screen here. It's like <laughs> the motivation. It's like, oh my God, I'm going to change the world today. <laughs> and Sunny Monday. <laughs> but you've mentioned um, freedom as being like the best thing, you know, um, maybe everything, having your own business. The freedom is, is amazing. What's maybe the disadvantage? What's the worst having your own business? Ooh, the worst thing. Now, there's a question. Okay, well, I suppose... If you bring it down to finances, um, I you, you don't have a, a pay packet sliding into your bank account at the end of the month. So you're obviously at the start. I mean, I'm still figuring out what this business is. I have an idea. It also involves a little bit of world domination and actually growing this. But I want to, I suppose, in, in one sense, I really, really want to change the narrative on networking. And it's seen by so many people as a little bit sleazy, a little bit dirty. And I really want to change that and actually going, it's amazing. It's game changing. If you reframe it both in your head, but also in terms of your expectations. And, but so for the the negative, I won't, I wouldn't call it negative because, you know, last, last October, I, I was sick of working at the kitchen table with the kids and stuff like that. And so I took an office last October and I just thought, you know what? I have zero money coming in. I have no idea where the money's coming from, but there's nothing like, 
getting your hustle on when you have a bill and you don't have money coming in, but you have money to pay out and, and pay other people. So I, I very quickly took an office because I just thought like I have, I need my screens, you know, so I have my, my screens and bits and pieces. And it's not even, I haven't even got all of the furniture because we kept going into lockdown and what have you. And with the kids being off and homeschooling, whatever, I just haven't got around to doing all of that stuff yet. So that'll be the next, next couple of weeks. Um, so, but I'll tell, I'll tell you another thing with the money is, what I realize is I need a lot less than I thought I needed. That's another thing about the money. You know, while I had a really good wage and good salary coming in before, there's nothing, nothing that would make me want to go back to take that money and give up my life and soul that I was giving up before. Nothing, absolutely nothing. And I don't have to deal. I'm actually going to swing back to the positives now. I don't have to deal with toxic people. I can talk to who I want to. I can say no to what I want to. But I also know that I'm I'm getting stronger in my voice and my conviction about what I'm talking about. Because when I started my blog last May and I was watching people, I was running networks and I had set up networks and I had uh, networking groups and I had I was watching people struggle going from offline to online. And I literally was there in the back of my head, oh God, somebody really needs to help these people. And then it was one of those things, why don't you help them? This is me, myself and I having a conversation, (laughs) deep and meaningful conversation. Why don't you do it? I was like, "Mm, okay. So I started a blog and I said to my, my sister-in-law set up the WordPress site for me. And I said to her, so how many blogs should I have up before I go live? And she said 10. And I was like, what? (laughs) Who has 10 blogs of content in their head? I was like, what is that about? And I literally had a conniption. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, that was scary. So I started writing and going the whole writing process. And that was extremely vulnerable. And I was like, oh, I'm putting my opinion out into the universe. Now, I wasn't really. My opinion was stuck in my computer because I was writing. And I didn't have the courage to send the blog live till um, September. And I, so I didn't even tell anybody. And somebody found it. And I was like, what? Somebody's found my blog. Oh, my God. Oh, the, I think I knew it was like, I was like an egg cracking on the floor. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, I really didn't have the confidence in it. And I thought, oh, people are seeing my opinions. And it's like, mm, they're judging me. They're judging me. <laughs> but this is literally what was going on in my head. And then I put, I think I, I put my first article out on LinkedIn in October and as I said to somebody, I said, I don't know what I thought was going to happen, whether it was going to be a solar eclipse, my computer was going to explode when I pressed publish. But honestly, I was like, I was like, press publish and run away from the computer. <laughs> and then, but the reaction started getting, was, was positive. So then I was asked to do a little video clip in January for something. And literally I kid you not it took me three weeks to get my mm, together to do it to do a one minute promo I was like a demon in the house it took me about 50 times to record it one minute I was losing the will to live I was and it just affects like, I, everything doesn't it it affects oh my god well do you know what what was all of these little realizations and I'll tell you where it came to me then but I did the thing I thought oh my god Video, we all know video is the future of everything. And I just thought, I have got to get over this. So I set myself a challenge of doing a video tip every day in February. So I think I did 25 days in February and I made myself do a little video and put it out there. And I just thought, I have got to get over this. But I learned a lot about myself. And in December, I had started a newsletter and I couldn't get my head around uh, MailChimp. 
And then by April, I was going, no, I have to get my newsletter up and running. So I sat down and I did it in a couple of hours and went, right, that's it, done now. So that's it, you're doing a weekly newsletter and that's it. So I've done that for the last five weeks. And the next thing was, I, I had intended to do, start my podcast then in February, but then with lockdown, the kids at home, that wasn't happening. So I said, right, that's it. And I'm going to get that up in the next few days and, and move it on. So it's all of these milestones and all of these things that are moving on. But this was... This for me was a realization that they say that business is 5% strategy and 95% mindset. And oh my God, has the last eight months told me it's about mindset. It literally is me every single day challenging myself and getting over myself. And that I can be absolutely, as we all can be, my own worst enemy. But this is the part of this journey of self-awareness that I'm going on and I'm going no, I can do it. The only person who's going to stop me doing it is me. It's not anybody else. So I can do it. Just need to get on with it. And that is the 95% mindset. So every time there's a voice in my head, it's not, it's not, and it isn't a voice saying you can't. It's that voice of doubt. It's not a voice of vulnerability. And that voice of, are you sure? Are you good enough? And all of that side of things. Actually, I just have to just literally, it's like that person on your shoulder, just flick it off and get on with it and that's what I'm trying to get better at but that is day by day but that's also the self-awareness but it's also the courage but I also know I have a big ambition within what I want to do but I'm not going to achieve that ambition unless I keep going forward so the way I look at every single day is one percent compound factor one percent difference one percent growth in what I'm doing what am I doing for my business today, each and every single day? Am I doing something that's moving it along 1%? And if I can answer yes, that's okay. But that's also another learning that I got out of, because I've always been a doer yeah. and do, 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 produce, produce, produce. And COVID, had to, COVID made me slow down because I'd either have the kids at home or off school or whatever. So I had to, and I was getting so frustrated and really, really, um, anxious and stressed about it all and somebody said to me did you who set the deadline for you know for certain topics and I said me can you change the deadline and I'm going yes and it was like this realization going oh yeah, yeah. this is back down to me yeah I determine what happens I'm not working to somebody else's drum I'm now working to mine I have a vision but I've done I've done different things. You know, last week I took on a coach. So I'm going to be starting with a business coach in a couple of weeks. And all of these things that I went, you know what? This is part of what it takes to be successful. And if I truly and really believe in what I'm doing, then I need to actually walk the walk and not just talk the talk. So I have, yeah, so I have loads and loads of ideas, but I I just love networking and it's just it is game changing. So I'm on a mission to make sure that people realize it and to get a piece of the pie, the confidence pie. And that if whatever they want to do, if it's career and you want that pay raise and pay uh, or you want a salary raise, you want that promotion, you want to get onto that project, you want to do more, you know, you can contribute more and you've got the ambition and the fire, but you don't know how to connect. I want to talk to you. If you are, you're in business it doesn't matter whether you're 25 or 55 if you've never networked you don't know what you're doing and but you can learn it and it's skill so learn it and learn to do it well because this will come back in spades to work for you and this this is part of what I want to want to, to help people with and 
tell me where the name came from, the Networking Architect. Network, actually, Networking Architect, I was reading a book and there was a concept in it called Unifying Message. And it was basically come up with two words to describe what you do for the universe, what you do. And there's a lot of people who will say they're the networking coach or there's the networking expert or networking concierge. And there's lots of different things that's taken. And I actually, you know, and I was sort of going, they, they, I do elements of that and all of those titles, but I just thought it doesn't actually describe where I'm at or where I see my business going in terms of training people to network because the idea is that I'll be doing courses that will be, you know, recorded and there'll be lives and there'll be coaching involved and stuff like that, but that it might be a three-month course for people to do to build up their their awareness, their ability to network um, uh, with, with effect and strategically so I just thought that actually falls into more I'm building something it's like building blocks and that's where of networking architect and also these you know a lot of things when you put if you google networking it generally 99.9% of the time comes in something to do with IT and cabling and IT networking and obviously that was a little bit different so I just thought networking architect actually sort of describes the way I feel and what I'm doing yeah. in terms of the training, the coaching, mentoring, the facilitation, it's all of these blocks that I'm putting together. So um, what would your top three tips, if you had to pick three tips to give somebody um, to network, like a, a brand new person to network in, what, what would they be? First of all, understand, I suppose there's a few things that, that have different sub points in them. But the first thing is start. But when you start, you need to know where you need to go and network and why. And that's understanding your business because networks can be B2B and B2C. Some are B2C and some are B2B. So you not need, and so that means obviously business to business or business to consumer. So you need to understand your type of business and who is your ideal client. I think one mistake that a lot of people make in networking is they don't understand who their ideal client is. And that is going to make the journey and process quite difficult. And it's not easy to understand it. And part of it, you need to go out networking. And over time, you'll start to understand who your ideal customer is. But my second thing is I want to start, find the right networks for you and do try before you buy and what I do on my blog is I review different networks and I write profiles on them to give people an idea of where they can go out networking and you can go out and try before you buy I give the lowdown whether you're going to have to speak whether there's a cost involved and all that sort of information the next thing I would say is don't be a part of just one network you have to be a part of multiple networks because you've got to both build up your army of supporters and people who are getting to know you and getting to understand your business, how they can help you. But in order for you to be a good networker, you've got to learn to give. And you've got to learn to give without the expectation of receiving. You've got to learn to give um, because there's a thing called the law of reciprocity. So you can give and support other people, but your ability to do that is also as wide as your network. And that's where you need to be in, in multiple networks. And the third thing, I would have thousands of tips, but the third thing I would say is be consistent. If you're going to be in a network, show up, engage, be consistent, because that tells everything about you and who you are. So if you flit in and out of networking, you know, going to a networking event, 
and you're going to a dinner and you're going to somewhere where there's canapes, you know, when we get back to real life, that's fine. But if you're not meeting people consistently week on week, they're not getting to know you. And networking is predicated on know, like and trust. If you don't allow people to get to know you, if you don't allow people the time to get to like you and trust you, it doesn't work. And that's where the consistency comes in. You've got to be consistent. Love that. Um, you mentioned about being an introvert and, you know, protecting your energy. How do you switch off? Because I know that, you know, from sitting here, you're sitting at home and you're connected all the time through a phone or through a laptop or how do you go? OK, that's it. I'm, I'm turning the business off. Um, I have gotten much better at switching off. I would have been always on so I have got much better at switching off now and I think part of that is kids uh, helped with that because with young kids they're sort of they're they're they demand your attention whether you want to give it or not they do demand it and um, so I think that that that's one side of things that does help and um, so I would have been a workaholic in the past and obviously then having you know in years gone by having to collect kids from crash I just had to stop and even if I was working from home after they'd gone to bed or getting up early and stuff like that I sometimes do that but I don't mind because I'm doing it for me and and, and that's fine but for now from I think the energy thing is that the, the the basic way and you know there's lots of things between introverts and extroverts but extroverts get energy from talking to people and introverts are the complete and utter polar opposite of that they get energy from being on their own. So if you're going out networking and you're low in energy and you're an extrovert, going out networking where you're talking to loads of people will help replenish your stocks. But if you're an introvert, you need to absolutely psych yourself up, be ready, have downtime before you go networking so that you are charged because you will enjoy the process. And this is the other thing that people get wrong is I love networking but it exhausts me. That's okay. But I have to mind my energy before I, and people sort of say, oh, but you're in the room and you're sharing this and you're talking. And I went, yeah, when I go outside the room, two things that people don't see, they don't see what happened, what I did before I got into the room. And then when I go out of the room, I have to make sure that I have scheduled downtime. And so whether, you know, in the olden days, let's say, going from one meeting to the next, I would have been in the car and I would have been on my own. And that was allowing me to think because introverts replenish their energy by being in their own head. And it's all about their inner thoughts. So for me, it's, I said, I, I do the 100 days of walking and I do the 200 days of walking, which I'm doing at the moment. I like to do a lot of walking on my own because I can just listen to a podcast, but I'm on my own and I'm in my own head or else um, reading for me is a big thing. So if I can just sit quietly with a book and I'm doing something, so I, I read a lot, I tend to read a lot of business books. So even if I'm just reading that and my other half going, how is that relaxing? And I said, because I'm replenishing, I'm doing something for me, which I feel good at, but I'm also decompressing. So reading for me, um, just sitting quietly, um, with a book, going for a walk or stuff like that, um, that, that replenishes my energy. Do you do to make your business life a little bit easier? Do you delegate any part of the business? Yeah, I, so what do I delegate? Probably not a lot at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I, not a massive amount, but I'm a massive big believer in delegation and I have zero, zero plans to do all of this myself. So as soon, like before I, because the business is new, it's, um, you know, it's about building things up 
and um, you know I'm, I'm investing all of the money back into the business whether it's in training for myself or new products or books or whatever I'm just investing all of the money at the moment back into the business so I've taken on somebody to do um, the editing of my podcast because I just thought right when I when I get started I don't want to spend my time there so I made a very conscious decision going I don't want to do the editing and I could learn it but it would just be another huge chunk of time out that I don't really have and I look at very much the value on time and where is my time better spent so I took somebody on so I have him hired and ready to go when 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 that comes up and, and I'm going to be going here you go thanks very much because I'll still have to do the transcripts and I'll still have to do lots of the other stuff around us, whether both the recording and transcripts and doing blogs and all that sort of stuff. So I still have loads of work to do out of it, but that's something I said, no, I'm going to outsource th- things like that. So I think the next step will be when, 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 when I get to the next stage will be taking on a VA and a, a virtual assistant. Yeah. And that's one thing that I, I've, I've definitely learned in business. I, I, I have no problem paying other people. I, the more money I can earn, the happier I will be to liberate the cash and pay other people to do things that I am not as good doing, or I know people who can do it quicker, better, faster than me. That is absolutely valuable. So I'm sort of going, I'm, I'm not one of these people who thinks I need to do everything or I'm absolutely not. I would prefer to spend my time doing what I'm good at doing. And that's talking, teaching and coaching and facilitating people around the networking thing. Very happy for everybody else to do <laughs> anything else there. Anything. Whether it's bring me coffee or editing or <laughs> whatever. So I, I'd be very happy to pay people to do all of that side of things. So yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> Tell me something uh, not a lot of people know about you. Ooh, what a lot of people. Okay, so um I am hmm. So I'm a touch typist. So I that is a skill. I did a, a secretarial course when I finished, when I did my leaving search finishing school I was only 17 and I was quite young and I had got a place in college but I was still quite young so I my parents for whatever reason got me into a secretarial course and I was able to short do shorthand at the time which I can't remember now but I learned to touch type and I have to say that is such an amazing skill to have so it's something that I want to get my kids to do later on get them to do courses in touch typing because well apart from the fact that everything is now computers and and it's all everything is digital now at the time for me it was typewriters and word processing and stuff like that so it was a different world but um I definitely uh that that's one thing I'm also a master proofreader I am an excellent proofreader yeah I'm the queen of the red pen nice My, my my former team used to hate me because I'd be editing things they give me stuff to edit and I go back to them going they look at me go oh my god and I'm going, don't worry just read through it and learn some of the things and you know if you're in tourism you can't spell accommodation wrong that's just a cardinal sin and you know sort of these things yep don't spell accommodation wrong there's only one way to spell it so at corporate camp we're all about taking a risk and creating your own happiness what advice would you give to somebody who is just about to jump off the edge of and get that happiness go for it and I think the the out of everything, I I I'm forty five now. When I I I'm only starting to find my purpose and feel comfortable in my own skin. And it's taken a long time. And I wish, you know, and I I, I do believe that things happen for a reason. They happen when they're supposed to happen. But I think 
back to what I was saying earlier, when you have some of those aha moments and the, one of the biggest realizations for me is if you can understand you and understand how you tick and what makes you tick and understand your why and really understand your voice and that comes down to knowing your values and your beliefs and your your what you're unequivocal about you can accomplish anything but if you are filled with self-doubt and imposter syndrome and you don't know and you simply don't know and you don't know and you don't know and you don't start on the journey of getting to know because then you can do anything so if that jumping off the edge moment is to go for that new career position if that jumping off the edge is I'm going to resign tomorrow and I want to start my own business and I have zero idea what the future holds well so did I but what life has taught me is I can do anything and I'm adaptable and resilient and I I had been in discussions to uh, buy a network and last September when I pulled out of it wasn't going the, the the way I wanted and I literally wrote an email and I can tell you and I said I'm I'm done and it was a Monday last September and I felt so at peace yeah. and then I knew I had made the right decision and I thought right I had spent 15 months working on this so I literally this had been a plan this was going to be my future and when I pulled out of it I was literally going I have no idea what I'm going to do now but I do know I'm adaptable and I'm resilient and I'm very capable so I had I took stock and I had faith in that, but I probably wouldn't have been able to say that and be so calm three years prior because I hadn't gone through this journey of self-awareness. And that's what I realized was that, wow, this is empowering, but it's also liberating, but it also means you can do anything you want, but you have to be in the right headspace. You have to know you. That's great. Thanks so much. That's re- really um, inspiring words. So I have a little list of things for you and you have it's a quick fire round. So it's just off the top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> so for you, it's um, Zoom or face to face? Face to face. Network me or Network Ireland? Oh, that's unfair. <laughs> <laughs> well, Network me is my business, but Network Ireland is also my baby. <laughs> um, bath bubbles or champagne bubbles? Oh, champagne. <laughs> Facebook or Instagram? Ooh, probably Instagram. Uh, tea or coffee? Coffee. Learning or teaching? Learning or teaching? Mm. Mm. Can't say both, can I? No. Um, oh, that's that's really difficult because I'm probably 50-50 because I love learning. I'm an eternal, I'm, I'm, I'm completely the eternal nerd. I love learning. Like I just got a huge delivery of books this morning like because I'm always reading um I'm gonna have to go both sorry that's fine that's fine well a podcast or a book Ooh, both as well god um I probably do more reading so I'll go book but I'm definitely both yeah and walking or running hmm I'm doing a lot of walking at the moment but I need to get back into running there's a few a few more COVID curves than I would like so I need to get back into the running and finally uh, mentoring or networking networking because I can mentor through that oh good answer good answer (laughs) um where can people find you Jean if they want to contact so thanks very much Linda and it's been a pleasure um chatting to you this morning so I um my blog is networkingjean.ie and I'm on I've got 
video tips on YouTube. I'm on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn and Facebook. So you'll find me at Networking Jean. And um, so you can follow me or like or share or read the blogs. Um, I'm going to be starting a podcast very soon, as I mentioned earlier. So that'll be another addition and string to the bow. So pretty much everywhere. And um, but I'm always available, Jean at networkinggene.ie. So always available. And I have my calendar links and stuff like that. So people can book in to do one to ones or connect with me or people are part of interviews and they'd like to get their, their network profiled on my blog. Then I'd be happy to, to chat with people. Thank you so much, Dean. Thank you, Linda. Really Thank appreciate you. you coming on the Corporate Camp podcast. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Corporate to Camp podcast. Please subscribe, leave a nice review, or simply come back and listen to us next time. I'm Linda Monaghan, motivating you to make that leap from corporate to camp.